the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. He, she's wrestling. I'm dying to know why wrestling promoters take Christmas off. I know why, because mm-hmm. I used to promote, and you, in December, it's very hard to draw good as you get closer to Christmas. I believe you could draw on Boxing Day. I believe Boxing Day to New Year's Day, you could draw very well, but nobody runs those. WWE does. WWE does. AEW does. Is WWE still doing it? Absolutely. CM Punk against Dominic Mysterio. There we go. Wow. When we get to that, that's going to be a hot topic. Today, there's not a lot going on in the Canadian Indies because it's Christmas time. Quiet event center. Quiet event center. Zero shows. So what are you going to talk about in the event center? You still got to do something. Maybe we'll just play some random music. Play in some the random music. Well, and you, just... you have to do the intro too. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I like the pause. Okay. This. I'll just delay the pause this. as long as possible. And then we'll just go into the next segment. This. Th- not bad. Uh, Done. Is episode 86. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right. Um, you know what I wanted to talk about today? What's because that? there isn't a lot of movement, moving and shaking. There's been a little bit of talk. Mm-hmm. What an interesting meeting. You and I had. You know what this meeting you and I had this week reminded me of? Are we going to say who this meeting no, is with? No, we're not. We're going to kayfabe. <laughs> Even producer Chris is being kayfabe. I'm being kayfabe. You don't yes. know who we met with? Let no. me just say it was four people, some of which were influential, and me. I'm not very influential. I'm 13 years out of touch. It was <laughs> it's going to be 14 soon. It was. I know. It was an honor just to be at the table with such greatness. Four people, and we have a. And this is becoming a regular meeting. I know it's been become it's become monthly, and it was like okay. The next one's January 22nd. Yeah, pre, put it pre scheduled. Put it in your. It's in agenda. my. It's, it's, it's in my agenda. I always have to remind you every the, time. The League of Unremarkable Gentlemen. So you yes. know what it reminded me of though. What's that? I remember in 2001 and 2003 there was meetings that were sort of like this. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sort of reminded me of. Like People are going to think this is the starting of B-She's Wrestling. You know that. I don't think it will be B-She's Wrestling. I don't think it'll be live wrestling. I don't think, I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Mike but I know it's up in, in percentage this week. It's up? Yeah. Oh, he, is it? He told me. He told me it was 63%. This 63? Week. Oh, 63. Wow, that's a hell of a jump. <laughs> <Yeah. zero. laughs> oh, I got to tell you something. With how busy and how bad my month has been since about November 1st or 10th, somewhere in there. Not as bad as my month, pal. I know. Well, it's been bad for all of us. But- if you knew and you thought I was at 63%, bet on the 37. Okay. And do not work for me because I will be distracted for at least a couple more weeks. Anyway, let mm-hmm. me say this. Say it. That meeting mm-hmm. was intriguing. It and was. that's all I'm going to say. We're not hinting at anything. All the people are saying, what are you saying? People are like, what are you talking geez, about? You're not hinting at something. It. What it was is we got to talk, and this is what... Actually, I promoted this idea in my head of what we should talk about on the podcast. We got to get together and talk about the industry as a whole with smart people Mm -hmm. about what's working. 
Not so much what's not working, mm-hmm. but what is working. Lots and is working. A lot is working. Yep. And and you look at the year 2023, and WPW in Winnipeg had an amazing year. Mm-hmm. You look at what they did at the museum, and you look at what they did at the Burton Cummings uh, Theater, yep. and then their consistency at West End Cultural Center. And I would say, going into 2024, that they have a very bright future in front of them. Absolutely. And then you look at CWE. Mm-hmm. They got back to consistency, which they badly needed. And Danny has sort of found his, his groove again and his, you know, he's got good talent. He's positioning it. He's, he's got, considering he spent the entire year hurt, he got the most out of everyone that he put in key positions. Sean Martins, probably the wrestler yep. of the year for, for CWE. Love that guy. And Mentalo, those two guys and yourself. And, and we'll talk about that in depth. Primo's wrestling. <laughs> so it's funny because people what say are they doing well? people say WPW are the darlings of BC's wrestling and those Primo's bastards are the whipping boys. And that's just not true. No, I went to Primo's collectibles yesterday. Was it to start negotiating? Got to talk business. No, I was looking for, I just, I was just passing by. I'm like, I'm going to go in uh, Primo's collectibles and check did, it out. Did they have main event munchies on sale? I didn't see any main event munchies. If, there, there were the, if they were there, he would have bought them. I would have stole them because yeah. Musashio was sleeping behind the counter. Well, in, <laughs> under the... He was actually sleeping. Under the label of things they could Such do better, luminary. have somebody wake, aw- awake behind the counter. That would help. Yes. That would help. So Primo's yep. and Adam Knight, they think that they're the bee she's whipping boy or Mike Davidson's whipping boy. You I miss gonna, me. Did you miss me? Mike Davidson talk shows talking Obviously, about me again. Do you know how many times a week people come up to me and say, do you know what those B-She's wrestling guys are saying about you on the air? And I say, no. And then <laughs> what an eventful conversation. <laughs> He's just recited. It's like, you, you, you know what the problem is? You just sounded more manly than he does when he does his voice because he's softer. <laughs> When you were snoring, yes, you oh. sounded more manly. Did I sound like Mustachio there. Did yeah. you miss me? <laughs> Obviously, you did by the amount you're talking about me. If you're cutting promos in that voice, your promo is not going to get over. But remember this: that was probably that couldn't have been the first take. That was just the best take. That See, was the one that he and sent in. That Ooh. is the tone Adam Ooh. Knight should have used in the YouTube video. Yep. He should have sent to Sheldon to apologize for slapping you. It should have been, "Hi, Sheldon." I just wanted to say I was having a bad day and I slapped you. It's almost one year to the day that he did that. Is it really? Is yes. it, are we going to do something for that? Yeah, we're doing it right now. We're talking oh, about him. Slaps giving. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Merry yes. Slapmas. Sheldon has never been more relevant than that. <laughs> and Adam Knight has never, he will never live it down in my world. Sheldon should get a pro wrestling tease uh, site. But what I was going to say is Ad- Adam Knight and Primos have benefited from us talking about them to the level we do. Mm-hmm. Now, when Adam Knight releases a YouTube promo, they're like, everyone watches and goes, it's not very good. I can't wait to hear what they say about it on Beeshees. <laughs> and then they think, okay, is this the button Mike Davidson's going to push that Adam Knight's going to lose his, his she's in front of the fans and slap another one? That's, it has made him more, he hates it, but it's made him a better heel, mm-hmm. right? He, in the Rumble... There was definitely people who were pulling for you because you're from BUSHIES. I threw his ass out. And, la- helped, helped and, throw him and out. snickering. I threw out uh, player one. Yes. Shit canned him right over the top. Big yes. Cheer. So it's like, it's BUSHIES against the world, it seems. <laughs> BUSHIES is going over too. Well, because you got to push BUSHIES because we will come back and get the last word. 
You know what's funny? I just pitched an angle to you for a booker that's 13 years out of touch. I might I might still have a trick. That or two. was pretty good. Yes, yeah. sure I have you, to admit. Make sure you pass that information along. I will. I will. But to do it, I can't send it in an email. They've got to meet with me so that they can get the emotion behind the idea. Oh, and you have to be there too to say yes, I can do this. So I don't know about this. You're like my agent. I'm not your agent. <laughs> but when it comes to booking Shane Madison, I have to be very honest. The guy who booked the best angles you've ever been in is yep. sitting at this table That's right true. now. Have you ever had anybody quit on you as an agent as fast as he just quit on you? <laughs> he was <laughs> never hired. You're my agent. I'm not your agent. Like, there was no pause. No, you know why I can't be your agent? Because as you hear on this podcast week after week, we are not on the same page on a lot of things. <laughs> like, Cody is the guy. Except now CM Punk is the guy in your world. As long as it's WWE, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't, I'm not sold on that. Nope. But okay, to our point. Today, we'll get to that. How do you feel about Cody? Love him. There you go. He's the best. He, still? Him and CM Punk. Yeah, my two, my two favorites. Go. I'm going to update the shirt. Yes. Yep. So what could, okay, let me ask, I'm going to ask both of you guys. What did, in 2023, Primos do right? I can tell you what I think. I think that Trent Seven, even though they no other wrestling company would have done it, Marty Skrull was a... Mm -hmm. I think it did what, because Primo's doesn't care about their social image. So I think it showed that they will go outside of the box to bring who they think will give the best match for the fans dollars. I think that was an interesting, I wouldn't have done it, but I, for them. With Skrull, you mean? Yeah, Marty Skrull. Yeah, yeah. For, for the baggage yeah. he brings, yeah. I wouldn't have touched it. However, if Marty Skrull did not have that baggage, he would be on one of the two big companies and he would be yep. a star. He'd be making millions of dollars. Yes, right so. That's why I think that that was one of their positives this year. I also think that they started the year, they had some impressive numbers at the Chinese Cultural Center, and then they had a tough summer, and then they moved to the Pyramid Cabaret, and they're still 80%, 90% to capacity. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's a small <clears throat> venue, but it's they're trying, to, they're trying to forge out, they're trying to set their tone for what their home is. And I think they've done okay. I think what they've done well is their, I do like their presentation of their show. Like you go to the show, let's not talk about the talent in the ring because yeah, that's, that's a little suspect. The, yeah. But you show up, they have nice logoed banners, the equipment is good. They, you know, generally it's, it's, it's presentable. Yeah. Um, then the bell rings as Bruce Pritchard likes to say. And, yeah. and then there's a bit of an issue there on some instances. I mean, but who do they have? Billy Blaze, Adam Knight. Moses, Tyler, James, and those are kind of their Mentolo main... still takes bookings. Mentolo, yeah. And Rob Stardom has returned, but but serious primos guys. You have Bill Blaze, yeah. Adam Knight, uh, Tyler James, and Mo Luke. Those four. Those are the those are the loyal the primo and player one. Yeah, but he's the one. he's the detriment to that. You're right. He's pushing himself because he yeah. owns the company. But no will, other booker in town would be like, let's get this guy. But I will say, player one has been on other wrestling shows. Yes, which Mo, is also a problem. It is. Mo Luke and those guys, they have not been. So, you know, they've kind of focused on a few key guys and tried to build around them. Not very well, but they I understand what they're trying to do, so I think that is a, a positive. One thing I think that they should try to get back to is Tyler James on top. I think he's their best wrestler. He's loyal to their brand. Make him your top heel. You don't like the tag team with Mo Luke? 
Well, you're also killing your, you're blowing too much wad in a tag team in that situation. Yeah, I think it's a waste of them because Mo Luke is a monster and Tyler James is entertaining and can work. You're tying them together at the hip. Right, so you're getting one match on a show instead of two where you could spread that out a little bit. Like the Jericho Omega thing. They have zero roster depth. Mm Mm-hmm. So don't put your two two of your presentable guys in the same match. What if those guys say that's what we want to do? I think that might You're be. Fired. I think that's part of it, and I think <laughs> I think there's still ways you can do it while spreading it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I, but I, Tyler James is your most marketable singles guy. He should be your champion. He should be your top heel. He Who's their champion there? Uh, it's Isn't it between Billy Blaze and Adam Knight? Oh, the 204 title? Is, is there a second title? No, that's the title. Is the 204 heavyweight champion. There used okay. to be a different one, okay. wasn't there? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So 204 okay. champion is Knight or Blaze. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. got it today. That's the, Blaze that's, has it right now. Okay. Um, but I would try to get it back on. See, the everyone, one of my big detriments on Adam Knight. So we, <laughs> we said the positives. I'll tell you another yep. one for Primos. Okay. Their graphic design is. Yep. Very good. And that's uh, Dustin Holm. He does an amazing job. Yep. Um, but I will say this. Everyone thought Adam Knight's a big game changer, credibility boost. No one in this room thought On that. On a roster with no depth, mm-hmm. he is still just a minor contributor. No, he's not a ticket guy. He's no. not. There's not a bunch of people that are going to go see. He's. You're, you're sure to get a decent match from Adam Knight, mm-hmm. but he's not a top guy. I'm telling you right now, Tyler James is your heavyweight champion. He can get people talking. He can get people caring. The stuff he does on social media, that he cuts a better promo. He mm-hmm. he is the best wrestler not working CWE or WPW that Primos can get. Right. And if you had Tyler James and Mentolo in a program who you're using as a freelance, or if you had him wrestle... AJ. AJ, if AJ's taking the mm-hmm. bookings for you, whatever you do, Tyler James will legitimize your operation. So what, so under the category of what they could do better, they can get the belt back on Tyler James and make him your tip top guy. He had the title before, right? He did. And then they transitioned it to uh, TJ Cannon. Cannon. Yeah. Okay. Who vacated it to leave and didn't like, he's still not resurfaced anywhere. Well, I think he's in Alberta. Have you seen him active on any, I haven't seen any pictures or anything. Is he not doing love wrestling? I think he might've done love wrestling. Yeah. He listens to the show. He'll tell us what he's done. I think he's been active, but I think it's all Alberta, what he's doing. Um, So that's, it's interesting that that's the guy you want to push to is, is definitely. And now let's say what they've done wrong. Primos and and it's in, only an hour in, show. in one yeah. thought, don't let's yeah. not make it a let's. I could talk about it for an entire show what they did wrong. Well, in b- before we get into that, I, something I kind of want to circle back to with Primos, um, the idea that we're negative on Primos or we're against Primos. If you listen to the start of this podcast, you and I were quite excited about Primo Primos. We put them over the early decisions. They were trying really hard. So what they could do better, from my perspective, is find that fire that they had when they started up and try harder. The problem of what they did is Graham Keem could be a decent promoter. He is not made to be a booker, and he should not be a feature wrestler. Now, right. l- listen, if he was there with his gear, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to work on the undercard, or I'm going to... Sure. We have somebody cancel, I'll have to work. He should focus on merchandising and promoting, because I think he could do those two things yep. fairly well. Find a venue that holds more than 70 or 100 or even if it's 120, it's too small. You got to get into a venue that holds 200. You got to get running. So right now there's a lot of movement towards Thursday nights in Winnipeg. There's been some Sunday night experimentation. 
Saturdays and Fridays are tough because if you're going to bring in talent, it's you're competing with every promoter in North America. So you got to find the night you're going to build and you got to build. Now, the thing that Primos has done wrong and we don't hide from it, it's a dysfunctional wrestling company. They make a lot of mistakes. We always hear that promoters, you know, saying he, he's going to shut it down and it's not worth it. And a lot of negativity. <laughs> you got to, you manage the message when you're the promoter. Yeah. There's got to be positivity. And even if that's like a work, why are you putting that out there? Yes. It's just, there's no, there's no money in that. Yeah. What are you doing? Leading people to believe that you, you've had enough and you're going to shut down. They're going to stop caring about you. Yeah. That's a problem. So, and I think some of the problem is they have to identify talent. So if you're going to run on a Thursday night, get talent to come in from Alberta, get a carload in from Alberta or Minnesota mm-hmm. to, to spruce it up. There's lots of guys out there. Yes. Yes. You, you just got to find them because if you don't have the depth in Winnipeg, go get it somewhere else. And then some of those better guys can rub off on some of the guys here that probably need some more reps, need some more work. Yeah. You Might have no roster depth. You got to get creative and you, you might, you might have to dig into your pocket and get four guys that are really good from somewhere else that make your show a lot better. That's what I would say for Primos. Now, Every, everybody needs to consider that though. I think what you just said, everyone bring, does it. Bringing in some more talent from, from elsewhere mm-hmm. to get the rest of the roster better. And then they'll get the other guys in the market, better. all what's the, what's the saying about a sh- uh, high tide raises all ships. Yeah. That's what they need to do. And it'll freshen up in the fans' perspective. If everyone's yep. bringing in four different guys from an outside place, people will be like, I want to see those four guys. Yep. It'll be its own it'll, yep. its own lure. So that's what I think Primo has done right. That's good advice. And what wrong. they could do better and what they've done wrong. Now, let's go to CWE. Mm-hmm. They had a good year. I, I would say they're back to traveling. They're back to running. Pro- I bet you they ran... Maybe eighty-five to hundred dates this Sounds year. Sounds about right. And they yeah. got the franchise Shane Douglas coming in in February. That's what they've done right this year. Yeah. They Ultimo Dragon mm-hmm. and um, and Jacques Rougeau. That's Jacques, a, Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau is a that, home run. That's the first thing I wrote down when you said what What do they do yeah. right? What do they do wrong? I wrote down Jacques on my paper. Yeah. yeah. Look at all the benefits of having Jacques on that show. Yeah. Like look at all the spinoffs that they got from there. Eric Rowan. That's another one yep. they did. That was a good one. The, the names that they brought in were unique and what they what they use the name for in CWE is something to hook people to go oh I want to go see because that guy is there Mm -hmm. and then they hope the show is strong enough that they say and the rest of the show was really good too there's a lot of good feedback I was on their Facebook page and you know with Shane Douglas coming back because again he's been here several years ago he's back and a lot of fans very very excited to see him which is which is good to see so Shane is in his Late fifties, yeah, yeah. Like I was kind of. You're right. I've I seen the the CWE post. I see the interaction. There's a yeah. lot. I thought initially, like I like Shane Douglas, but I thought initially people are going to be like, eh. that's what I thought too. You know, like man, he just <laughs> launched a podcast that's really good. Oh really? Yeah. With the guy who does Dutch's podcast, James from the UK. Okay. Who is second? This guy is either as good as Conrad Thompson or a very close second. Yeah. That British guy who does Dutch's podcast, James. Yeah. yeah. If, if you've, and if you've ever listened to Shane Douglas and I've never listened to Shane Douglas's podcast, but I'll go have a look for it, but he's a smart guy. If you sit down and talk with him. Yeah. I remember once at the Palomino club, I sat with him for about a couple hours and we just shot the she's and, Man, and that's what a, he likes to do. He oh, likes to just sit there and just yeah. talk. He's a great guy. Yes. He's a beauty. Um, so that's what, and another thing CWE has done very well in 2023 
is even though Danny was hurt mm-hmm. and I thought, geez, I wonder what he, you know, will he lose his appetite to do much? I think it made him hungrier as a promoter. And it also made him figure out who he was going to make his top guys. And Chad Daniels is definitely one of the guys he pushed well and cheeks and this whole new generation of guys that are going to have to become his next top guy. Um, James Roth. Yep. And, um, Sean Martins. Yep. Yep. And he's done a very good job of, this is like the new chapter of CWE. I would argue Sean Martins is not used to his fullest potential yet. I, I hope there's bigger plans for him. I would, I would like to see him in a singles type role. I think he would make, and I believe when you are booking a wrestling company, Mm -hmm. a singles heel as your top guy is always good business. Yeah. He reminds me of, I will say a, less expensive version of Bobby Roode to a degree, mm-hmm. like a heel who can talk and backs it up and has a bit of a mean streak. He is a, the shining star of that roster in a lot of ways. And I wonder if they could have booked the rumble better and had Sean Martin's win to set up Sean Martin's versus Mentolo at the anniversary, a good heel against a very good baby face. I think it'll be good with James Roth in that spot. Yeah. But I think it could have been that much better with Sean Martin. It's interesting with Roth because Roth is, I mean, first of all, it would be the best if it was me in the championship match. Yeah, but, but you didn't. Okay, you didn't, okay, okay. You don't have to go there. You could have delivered there, pal. You don't have to go there. But, um, you know, James Roth being the central Canadian champion against the heavyweight champion, that is interesting implications. But like you said, with Sean Martin's, you know, a guy who's traditionally been in the Canon Corporation, let's call it what it is. It's kind of an under underneath act, right? It's not like a main yeah. event pushed angle. I would love to see Sean Martins go on a, some sort of a main event angle or push or something like that. Break away from the Canon Corporation. Maybe that's something that's happening um, at some point down the road, but I'm very impressed with him. So with, In and out of the ring. So with the addition of you yep. and the guys we just mentioned as the new chapter of CWE, they've been able to not depend as much on AJ Sanchez. And they still depend on mental load. They weren't able to depend on Danny Duggan this year and they didn't miss a beat. In fact, I think, I think creatively they're able to do a little bit more and Johnny Malibu comes back into the fold. And I don't know if Adam Knight's in the fold there. He was in the rumble. I don't mm. know if there's a future there for I'm him. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think there's any, they can turn the page from Rob Stardom. Who's been there as a predominant mm-hmm. guy for the last three years. Oh, I have a funny Jay Rockney story. Jay Rockney is an interesting guy, but I don't know that he stands out just yet, but there's other guys in that roster that have, that are still, I think stars, if you ask me. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting. Their use of guys in this new chapter has done very well. Things that they could do better. I will say this straight out, and I know it's hard for you because it's, it's not hard for me at all. I probably agree with you. The venue, Holy Eucharist, is not the best venue for them. Agreed. I believe, and I don't know this, I haven't talked to Danny, I believe they build out of there because they have access to control the concessions, which are valuable, and they don't get any interference for the selling of the merch all around the building, so that that's a freedom that they like. There's a lot of revenue reasons for why they keep that venue. It holds a fair bit. But it isn't a venue that people are, it's not a profile venue. No. A profile for a company that's been in business 15 years and wants to be seen as very successful needs a profile venue. This was a year where in Winnipeg, the Sea Bears launched in the Canadian Elite Basketball Association. Yeah, Canadian Elite Basketball League. 
and drew some incredible numbers, like 8,000 people for games. Yep. And this is a, a level of basketball that's not much higher than CWE is in the wrestling business. But because David Asper, the owner of the Sol, of the Sea Bears, mm-hmm. presented it as this is going to be an enter- a night out of professional sports entertainment, people believed. But it was also at Canada Life Center, the best venue in town. Yeah. Now, if you, and full a lot of times. Yes. If you run your venue as, we can fill this 300-seat venue, but it's because it's our, the, built, the venue we have access to, that's something I think CWE in 2024 has to focus on. Where is our next step in Winnipeg? And, and the stronger you are in Winnipeg, the easier it is to be strong as you tour. Yeah, you'd like to see CWE have like, like a great term, profile venue. You'd like to see them have a profile venue and then that is kind of their home. Yep. And then they can do their rural tours and go on the road and maybe do some of these smaller venues, but they always come back to their profile venue because that's their home base. That's where you want to impress the home fans, so to speak. Yeah. Right? So I'd like to see that for sure. And, and I've been pushing for that too. That's what I had down too, like presentation. Just, uh, just a little bit upgrade the presentation, the entryway perhaps. Anything that's been around for 10 years, look at maybe... Starting to I think they've the done a lot of I think they've done a lot of facelift on presentation, but I think there was so many years where they cut that corner to the bare bones. Yeah, you can't that just, they had so yeah. far that they had to catch up that Absolutely. they still have a lot long way to go. Well look, I bought them a, a banner like year one, a beautiful banner, huge banner. It's gone. It did it, it didn't even make it out of no, the first two months. No, it was gone. Some it's got missing or stolen or it's 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 out there somewhere. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, why did I waste my money on that? Right. But like they have a new ring skirt. I would say the ring needs to be up updated. Uh, that's a secondhand w- ring. I really think CWE has the profits to be able to buy an American ring that should be they should have that as their sixteen foot ring for traveling to small venues. Mm-hmm. In Winnipeg, they're the company that should have an eighteen foot ring. Yeah, they know the value of an eighteen foot ring. Trust me, they used to use one during the days where they were commingled with C with uh, WFX. Another yep. thing I think they could do better. I think one of the things that they do is they try to they try to jam so much information on the graphic design, and they try to put six wrestlers on there, and I think they lose value on that. And then they'll try to tickets available at eighteen different retail locations, and they've got to get it on the poster. And I think that that hurts the way that they put out the information. I've always believed if you're selling wrestling, you're selling one, two, three faces of people who can sell with their look of their body and their, in the presentation. I also think less information is more on visual, on, on visual advertising. The more words you have to put on a poster, the more it's hard for them to get what they're getting. Yeah. It loses effect. I've said this a long time with Lexus or Porsche or Audi. Put, Porsche. Did you know it's Porsche? I did know. I, I found uh, that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Audi. Is it Audi? It's Audi. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. They wouldn't put five cars <laughs> on one. Audi. They wouldn't put five cars on one poster. They would focus on the two that they want to sell. And a lot of times it would be electric vehicle because that's the new trendy thing. They focus on selling it one by one by one. So one of the things I advise somebody who knows a thing or two about CWE is, okay, Rather than put out a poster where you got to get eight different things on one poster, put out seven different graphics and sell mm. one at a time, right? So if I see seven different things, oh, I've, I can't, in my mind, I, all I'm seeing is the show and it's different every time. It's hooking me seven, seven different ways. That might be more, more 
beneficial to them. The poster layout too. Yes. That needs to just be, I don't mean just, just what you're talking about. I just mean like they've kind of got a thing they do. Oh, it's a template. It's a template. Yeah. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. And it's, it's the same poster that has been out for 10 years or whatever. Might even be more. Right. With different font, different it, background. Exactly. Need interchangeable to, faces. I don't mind the idea of having a template, but maybe have like three or four templates that you can rotate. It re, even though they don't do it this way, it reeks of being homemade when they do it that way. Yeah, and it's so, not. They're, they're good, like quality yeah. posters. It's just, we've yeah. seen it. Everyone's seen it. And I hope when... If they listen to this, they don't think I'm ripping on them. No, I am. I if they take some of this, it will make them better, and that's why we do this on the show. Yep. I think the and I'm trying to think of one thing they did wrong in 2023. I'll tell you another thing that I think they could do better. Uh, it's close to being in the wrong category, but it's something they could do better. I said it a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. That show every couple months at Rookies, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything. To, per, to further the brand in the perception of the average fan. And that's not to say that they don't fill the venue. And that's not to say that there isn't some sort of value there. This goes back to the presentation, though. Exactly. If, if you're trying to say to people, we're CWE, we've been around since 2009, which now makes it almost 25 years. Jeez. Or t- 15, whatever it is. It's 15. 15 years. 15 years, okay. so. I got excited. Trying to round them up to the nearest it's, quarter It's mark. like Chris thinking Bobby Shink was 21. Yes. <laughs> I did. Ma- so, math is not our strong suit on the show. But I will say, if you're trying to say, and if you're going to ever try to lure the big fish of a sponsor, and like, let's say you were going to try to pitch to Michelob Ultra, right? Well, being in a drinking establishment might help you, but it's also rookie sports bar. It's not something where people are saying, oh, right? Like, let me be very honest with you. I don't think, I don't think it value it, it creates value in terms of brand prestige to be running a exactly. bar, any bar in town, but especially a, a bar that isn't that isn't worthy of prestige. So I think they could do better there. Now, what do I think they did wrong? Is, is there anything I missed with either of you guys? No, I think okay. I would be on board with all that. I actually. can only think of one thing they did wrong this year. <laughs> Why in the world would they waste their time bringing the Mecca Shane? No. <laughs> Whoa. No. Shots fired across the bow. But why would they waste their time after Adam Knight got unsacrimoniously fired? They get to the Rumble to, me- to remember next year. And bring him back. Now realize what yeah. he did could have created liability for the company. I hate to break it to you. It could have really caused them trouble. He slapped a fan. I will say that at <laughs> least 26 times Not next the year. first time either. No. The third time, third second time? times, third time, whatever it is. There is no place for Adam Knight on a CWE show because it conjures up that memory. Not Maybe not with people who can forget, mm. but there are people like me that will not let you forget who will say, isn't that the guy that slapped a fan and for no reason? Yeah, it, it was it was funny when he when he walked in and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and it's just like didn't he threaten to slap me? He he made some sort of offhanded comment, but it's, it's like that means in his mind the first thought he has is I'll slap anybody. But here's the thing: if anybody like if he's upset about anything we say here, you based on his actions, a fan. Yeah, <laughs> like, like don't don't slap a fan. We don't have to talk about and, it. And by the way, in 2024, is there going to be? Another Adam Knight slip up. What do you think? Yes. There will be. Whoa. I don't know if it'll be an assault on a fan because I think he's got to have learned by now. (laughs) And I say that almost laughing, but also exasperated that I even have to say he should have learned by now. 
But I think there will be a slip up where he has this chip on his shoulder that is imaginary. doesn't need to be there. I think actually him and I might end up in the same room and he, he might be dumb enough to, to go how, at me. How would that happen? When would you guys end up in the same room? I might go to a CWE event. You should come. I might go to a Primo's event. Like I'm not, I'm not avoiding him, right? Like the idea that I don't go to these events aren't that, oh, I can't no, trust busy. what Adam Knight will do. I am that busy that it's very, the planning and the strate- the, strate- the strategy that goes into going to an event is how can I fit it into this, this schedule? As you know, when we schedule this podcast. Oh, so, nightmare. I would say that Adam Knight will either say something or this is how little trust I have in him. <laughs> he will say something, do something, or very much worse, get physical. See, if he slapped Mike Davidson, there'll be people who say, oh, I saw that coming. I don't think that would happen. I'll tell you right now, I would make a police report because I think that he By should. By the way, my brother listens to this podcast and he laughed his ass off when you said that. He thought that was the funniest yeah. thing. What, that I would make a police yeah. report? Because my brother is an RCP yes, officer. Exactly. He yeah. just started laughing. When as long said. as when he, I make the police report, he charges accordingly. That's <laughs> yeah. all that I care about. Shout out to my brother. Yes. Yeah. But the reality is I would make a police report because it would be the same as a premeditated attack. Yeah. Right? Like he wants to do it. I deserve to not be physically assaulted in that way. I think he's all, I think he's all full of she's. I don't think he would ever do that. I, I don't, yeah, he, I don't let me that. tell you, I think Sheldon he, should have pressed charges against him last year. I am more likely to do it than Sheldon. If he he's likes, dumb enough to slap me. He likes to maybe come across like he's a big tough guy because he thinks that's what but veteran wrestlers should do. We know he's not a tough no. guy. So what veteran wrestlers in this day and age do? What are we at for time producer, Chris? We're at 32 minutes. Jesus. Okay. okay so, Okay. We still have one other brand to talk about before we go to break. Um, Golden Boy? <laughs> I don't think that's Coming soon. Gazebees. Uh, but what a veteran wrestler in this day and age should be is an elder statesman, much like you that's might be. That's what I'm doing. Somebody who wants to help the product, somebody who comes in and is very open to being a bridge to the past, but welcome what guys are doing now in the future. Mentalo is doing that too. Wants to work with everybody, wants to be productive on the event, but also wants to value what the young guys are trying to do. Mm-hmm. And wants to be an ambassador for the company and never wants to be an embarrassment. Exactly. So when you do a YouTube promo, you should be doing something that young guys are going, wow, he still has it. I want to do more like that. That's what you've done. That's not what Adam Knight's done. So let's move on. Is there anything you think CWE did wrong in 2023? Well, the only thing that went wrong was I didn't win the Rumble to remember. Yeah. But we'll. So they didn't book properly, is we'll what fi- you're saying. We'll fix. Their booking sucked. We'll fix that next year. Yep. All right. Mr. Chris? Um, I don't think they did anything straight up wrong. Just the presentation stuff that yeah. I mentioned. Okay. Really, so those were under the category of what, things they could do better. What they did what they did right, though, I didn't mention that, uh, besides Jacques Rougeau, c- consistency. You mentioned it. It's what they do. Get out there, hammer the road, get the brand out there. Love it. They make the most money. They do. I'll tell you that. I think they're the most profitable of the groups. Uh, Then that brings us to Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, who had a phenomenal year. Mm -hmm. Um, Did You can tell that there was a vision when this thing started, and they built a foundation of quality first and value the fans first. That's what they do the best. They See, I'm critical of other outfits that think that they, by promoting the show, the fans owe them something, right? Hey, like, you know, can you come to the show? Like there's kind of a pressure put on fans that, Mm -hmm. Hey, can you support this? We need your support. I've never heard WPW say, we need your support. I've always heard them say, we appreciate your support, which is a different thing. 
Yep. Don't be needy, but be but value it. And I think WPW has done that exceptionally well. They got those profile venues, the museum. Yep. I, the, the Manitoba Museum? Yeah, I think that's what it is. They When they announced that venue, I was like, what? Yeah. Right out of left field. And they come up with this good stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Home run. They have some more home runs coming. Then they did the, when they, I knew the Burton Cummings Theater was coming because I'd had a conversation and they kind of alluded to it. And I was like, Andrew Shellcross and I looked at that in 2002 and did not see it. We did not think that would be a good presentation for our product. What it turned out to be for WPW was an excellent presentation yep. of their product. Yep. Their use of talent, their use of colors, their use of, of fan interaction, their creative, everything they did. Commentary with a backdrop behind, a little yes. bit of pyro, an entranceway, a professional ring, ring skirt. Guardrails, sponsorship banners, production, presentation. The other yeah. thing that they do with sponsors is that they keep it to three or four. But so they good can, sponsors. So they profile yeah. sponsors. So they can as feature well. them. So it's not like it's, you know, Sills Garage who fixed the promoter's car. Yeah. It's a beer company called Little Brown Jug. Pinful Pilsner coming in 2024. Yes. Right? They All have right. done a lot of things right. And that's the thing is like, you want, like, I went to that, my first WPW show, and I can't, and I gave you guys a review. And I remember everybody thought for some reason I was going to go into that and just, like, not like it, not have a good time. I went in there. I was blown away. Yep. And I told, um, I told, I told everybody locally, I told guys at Impact Wrestling, I go, guys, nobody can touch these guys. Yeah. That you cannot touch these guys. Like, you you're going to be second place, but it's going to be a distant second. You walk in there and you're still like, like, we went into the Burt merchandise stand. Like, it's just like a smaller WWE show. A different audience. You know how you know? Look at the beer line. Oh, yeah. yeah the beer line is what tells you it's a completely different yep. audience. Yep. Because there's people there to drink yep. and enjoy their night out. It's not people who are like, I'm going because these wrestlers are my friends. They go because this is the show I want to go to. Yeah. And that's a different presentation, and it's a different commitment to quality. Um, again, people accuse us of them being our darlings. No, it isn't that. It's that they have done things extremely well. They've done things that no one else has done. Yep. And it's hard to imagine how they did it. And I I always try to guess the recipe, and De Devin sends me a message, the owner, and he just kind of laughs. Good guess, <laughs> but no. <laughs> and it's like, I had a guess last week. Well, Winnipeg being in the title probably helps their Google search. He's an like, interesting guess. I never thought of that, he said. <laughs> so, okay, I guess I was wrong again. So that's me being 13 years out of touch. 14 trying, almost. Trying to yep. guess how this happened. How it happened was everything they did, they didn't cut corners on. Let's make this look good. Let's make, and they here's what the best thing they did this year. They went into the BERT having to sell a thousand tickets. I would have been like, I've got to load this with names. I need a budget to get this guy, this guy, this guy. Mm -hmm. They did it with Mo Jabari, Jody Threat. Guys that brought him to the dance. And all their the guys that they made their yep. team. Yeah, and well done. Yep. Things that I think they could do better. I believe when top talent in Edmonton, who does it extremely well in wow, Edmonton, yeah, did 700, yes. 700 for the December show. show. Their venue looks like a million dollars. But they announced that they had the deal with Fight TV. I think WPW should announce that just because it makes people go, oh, that's got to be impressive. It's a step forward. I guarantee you these guys at WPW have a whole bunch of this stuff 
that they're just sitting on. Yeah. They're just waiting for the right time. Yeah, they must have like a five-year plan. They're, they have all this. I guarantee you this stuff, they're probably just laughing right yeah, now. Because like, yep, we got that. Yeah. already. We, we did that months ago. Yeah. We're not announcing it yet. I guarantee you. And they're thinking, he's Davidson's so out of touch. He's got <laughs> ideas that we had our, in our first month. But they could benefit from announcing that as mm-hmm. part of their next growth phase. Because mm-hmm. their growth phase in 2024, Three was moving into profile venues mm-hmm. and filling them. What's their growth phase for this year? Um, I think expanding do, the do more of the calendar? same. Add maybe one or two dates. So they did spring and then they did fall. Could they do a summer super show? Maybe. I don't know. Be, be patient. That's my and they. That's ha- what they've been and they have been so far. You're exactly right. And I don't think they want to do that though. I think they like the idea. Like we talked about Tony Khan when he started four shows a year. That's all you need for pay per view. Make them yeah. want it. But then, but then he expanded because it was more money for these guys. I think they're going to hold true to what they honestly believe. You do the museum. You do the Burt. You do a big show every six months, and that's the formula. And you feel, maybe you add some spot shows in between. But they got it figured out. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see them do these massive shows multiple times a year. Two is enough. So I will tell you, in 2003 and in 2010, I dabbled with letting a fan be a part of my vision in terms of who was that in three? Jason Wall in 2003. Who the hell was that? You knew him. He was a regular fan, and Jason he, Wall. he had a whole bunch of booking ideas and a whole bunch of presentation ideas. And I went to the. I went to a. Great lengths to hear them all out. Also known as G's Wheeze and Lazy Karn. In 2007, I also did it with a couple of guys. I would listen to what the fans were telling me that they think I'm missing. Mm -hmm. And it it was very valuable. Mm -hmm. In 2010, it was a guy named Peter Katsabanis. And I would all school with him. You know, Peter, I know Peter. Yes. And I would always value what they could tell me because they are giving me a different perspective. That's what WPW has that I never had. Mm -hmm is because I was 16 when I broke in and I was the kid on the crew that wanted to book because I had different ideas. They came as fans and it worked extremely well for them. Yeah. So that's another thing they do well. I, I dabbled with it. I don't think CWE has ever thought about letting a fan no. Tell them how to do their, to no. do better. They're more of like, sorry, you're, what you would say, a traditional wrestling yeah. company. But these guys, these think outside the box, but yet they lean on veteran talent where they're like, hey, you know, how should we do this? And they do lean on Yeah, they look that. to learn from them. Yeah. Which so is very smart. It's a good formula. So is there anything that they did wrong? Because we've said what they might be able to do better and what they've done right. What did they do wrong? I can't think of it. I can't. I, I, I want to think of something just so it feels, I'll tell you it the one. Feel like we're the one thing I thought that they did wrong. I know why they had to get the belt off of off of um, Shank. Shank. Bobby Shank. And I know why it was the right move to go to Tyler Colton, but I don't think they needed to do it at the at the Bert. Bert. I think the th- the fans still love Bobby Shank. There was no need in the fans' eyes to see that title change. But I know why they, I, I speculated that they needed to do it because he was showing, Bobby Shink was showing up on too many local shows and wasn't saying, hey, you're not pinning me. I'm not losing tonight because I, I have a, a reputation to uphold on the other show. And I don't blame Bobby Shink for not doing that because that can be a tough conversation to have. Mm-hmm. But to get control of their title, they need to get Tyler Colton. Tyler Colton isn't showing up on other shows. You have control of your title if it's on Tyler Colton. I think that they didn't need to do it on the biggest show of the year. Because I think the fans, the fans still love Bobby Shink. They loved him that night. 
I don't think they were ready for the title change. So you could have done it on the, on the um, West End Cultural Show, the next show. Get Bobby Schink out of there as champion. People would have been surprised by it. I think that that title change, I, I had said that they should have waited until they got there and felt the crowd. I felt the crowd and I thought Schink should have stayed the champion. Mm. So that's the one thing I think that they maybe shouldn't have done. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, all the things they did right are exactly what you said. And they did they avoided the pitfall that most promoters fall into where they get so excited about the vision that they just want to get a show on. They don't care if it's going to be good. Whereas they did exactly what you said. They're like, okay, guardrails. We need to have guardrails. We need to have a good ring. What's our color scheme going to be? What's our, you know, they didn't just say, oh, black and red. There we go. Throw it up. All right. We're a wrestling promotion. Too many wrestling promotions think if you build the ring, the people will come and the people will love it. No, No. they need more than that in this day and age. Last thing I will say about WPW and the things that they've done right and they've done wrong is that they don't, it's on the right category. They don't get excited. Oh, we got to do a title change. It's like, they're very patient with their vision. Oh yeah. Here's where we're starting. This is where we're going. We don't need to deviate from that. And it's worked extremely well for them. But we've gone very long in this first segment. It's time to go to break. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. The hottest guy in the wrestling business right now is the guy that I accused of being a work all through 2023, and that is CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He is a driver all of a sudden, just like he could have been in All Elite Wrestling if they could have just left well enough alone and let him be who he was. But they worked against him, yep. and that will be the biggest story of 2023, the missed opportunity, the lost momentum, the thing they wish they could have done right and they failed, and now WWE has so many intangibles. The smoking gun heading into WrestleMania. Billy or Bart? <laughs> did you see the promo with CM Punk and Seth Rollins on uh, Monday yes, Night Raw? Yes, I, I saw did. the Raw yeah, one. I saw Very s- good. Yeah, he's cut four of them now, three of them. Yep. All he good. Did NXT. NXT and- deadline, he was there. Yeah. That was very And I mean, he's committed to Raw now. Which we knew, right? Yes. Yeah. We, we knew that was going to happen, so we're going to see CM Punk on Monday nights. Now, here's the biggest factor that was talked about this past week on so, on the news sites was that part of the reason Warner Brothers Discovery has circled back and wants to do business with, the, or may want to do business mm-hmm. with WWE, is because they put a huge value on CM Punk mm-hmm. when they were doing the collision deal with All Elite Wrestling. Yep. Yep. And Tony Khan didn't hide from that fact when he was selling to his locker room why they needed CM, CM Punk back. He was a collision guy. Yeah. That's what he said. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a collision guy. Now he's, a now he's on Monday Night Raw, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is a huge potential partner for WWE. Let me tell you Massive. how big this could be. You have SmackDown on USA. I think it's a four-year deal. 
You have NXT on CW. I think that's a two-year deal. Might be might be longer. I think it's a three-year deal. Okay, and NXT. then Raw is going to probably sign for four or five years. Yeah. Now, if you're going to create maybe a new program, which I wouldn't, but Warner Brothers Discovery could be TNT, could be TBS. It's crazy. There's a lot of value there. More importantly, you absolutely cripple the competition because if they got cancelled in the process, it would be disastrous for Tony Khan. You look at like where they were two years ago, just on fire. All elite? Yeah. On they fire. Had, so from the day they launched until about a year ago, they had nothing but momentum. And then I said this a year ago, around the time you started on this program with us. You're welcome. Yeah, you've been good for us. I've never denied that. Just like CWE won't deny you've been good for them. And anyone else that books you won't deny that you've been good for business. Maybe Cloud9 will book you. Maybe Cloud9, mom will book me. Yes. <laughs> Here's Call what I said a year ago. I predicted that CW, or that All Elite Wrestling could go out of business this year. And I said, what could happen is Tony Khan's not used to hearing anything but you're the savior of wrestling. But now, and I predicted a year later, he would not be hearing that anymore. Who's no. Booker of the Year? Oh, it's Triple H, but it's, Scott Demore deserved a lot of consideration. Yeah. But Triple H has had a better year. So, and Shawn Michaels is going to get some... For what? He's done with NXT? But in my opinion, Scott wow. Demore did more with less. Fair. Yep. But Triple H has reinvented... And has that platform, too. Yeah, but he has reinvented the confidence amongst talent and fans in the WWE product. Yep. That is an amazing... Huge culture shift. Well, yep. remember what NXT... So they basically... They were the black and gold brand, and then they just went to that NXT 2.0. Yeah. And they basically kicked them in the balls and said, we're strictly developmental program because they were losing to AEW. And then Triple H was somehow able to figure out, like... You know, when he got back into power, he's basically taken NXT 2.0 and basically made it what it was again. Yeah, he reverted it. Like, it's, you know, they're doing, you know, they have Vengeance Day coming up from Tennessee. They're doing PLEs now. So they've made a miraculous recovery. If he's the general manager of a pro sports team, he's building a dynasty. Oh, 100%. Because everything. 100%. From identifying when, like, his best move this year was not shotgunning and going to Cody because that would have blown the wad and who knows yep. where they would be today. But think about that. Hey, having like, the long-term vision to yep. just say everything is going in the right direction. There is no need to change anything. But now look at the options he's got. Like remember when rock kind of started sniffing yep. around in se in September, there's rock LA Knight, CM Punk, you know, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Randy Orton. Like, look at all this. It's like insane. We're going into the Royal rumble and I love it that they've turfed the December pay-per-view. Everything is building, building, building to January 27th, the Royal Rumble in Tampa, the big push, the start of the road to WrestleMania, you know, and everything is, man, it's just, it's an exciting time to be with WWE right And now. I believe that they could explode to a new height that hasn't been seen since 1999 or 2000 when they peaked. I think that they're there. And I think the problem is, is that, it's disappointing that it happened this year and not last year because they would have been in a much better position with their TV, with I their think, rights deals. I think that happened to do with Vince, though, right? Vince came back into the picture. Everything hit a bit of a roadblock, a little bit of a stumble. He was supposed to be the guy that could deliver, and he didn't deliver. And now they're going to take a step back with their penetration in the t televised yeah. market. But 
they're still going to be very strong because everything they're, they can survive and thrive on strictly cable TV. Yeah. But to go from network TV to cable is a big step backwards, but their product is hot. And if their product, and the thing is, is wrestling fans are liking their product. It used to be that wrestling fans did not like their product, but the mainstream fans did. Mm-hmm. The hardcore, the pure, like the, the, yeah. the very engaged smart fans are liking the WWE product for the first time probably since 1998 or 99. And it's been good wrestling. Like it's been, it's been exciting to watch. And you know what? You look at their house show attendance, you look at the all elite uh, numbers, attendance numbers, and you look at the WWE attendance numbers. I'm interested to see what happens at this New York City and Los Angeles house show later yeah. this month around the holiday season with CM Punk being added to face Dominic Mysterio in some house show matches. I want to see what those houses look like. What is Brock Lesnar's contract status? He's going to be back. My understanding is he's going to be back for Royal Rumble. And I think, like... See, that's a guy that if he left and went to All Elite, I don't think anything moves the needle to All Elite. And the problem with All Elite is if they got Lesnar, all their guys are pretty small. There's no... I think that would move the needle for them, but very short term. Like a month. Well, that's the problem with everything Tony Khan does. It's a short-term bump, and it goes. Yeah, it goes really bad, really fast. I don't think there's guys for him to work. I don't think he would either. But there's guys for him to work there. I mean, Wardlow, if they could get him, they're they're working on him. But if they can get him back to a beast, see, and I think there is something for Brock to all elite. I think Tony Khan is foolish enough to spend fifteen million dollars. I just read today that WrestleNomics is reporting. That all elite wrestling lost thirty four million dollars in calendar that. year twenty twenty three. Who Shad Khan has it to lose? Mm. They started with a hundred million dollar investment. Ooh, that's a tough loss. Remember WCW? I think they went from eighty million in the red in the black, and yeah. I think it was not even five million in the black in the red, and they were really panicked. Mm-hmm. It's bad. The worst thing for them is Ooh. to lose $34 million and not have momentum, not have a plan. That's going to be the story of 2024 for all elite wrestling is how do they get back on track? Uh, yeah. You can't put all that Release pressure. talent. You can't put all that pressure on Will Osprey. You have to have a vision. I'll tell you what they need to do for a vision. I told you what they could do with Will Osprey to That's slowly what they yeah. get him in. I think another thing that they could do that would be extremely valuable to their company would be create, figure out five guys that they're going to build around and make three of them dynamite guys and two of them collision guys and have it be that those, the two strong guys on collision don't touch the three top guys from dynamite for at least a year. Give them time to start to get hot. It's very hard to get talent over on a Saturday night TV show. It is extremely hard. Mm. You will not have the same dedicated audience because there every sports sh- there's too much sports competition on Saturday nights between premier live events from WWE, between football, between hockey. There's just too much competition. It's really tough. Do we have a ticket on sale update for Winnipeg's AEW on April 10th? Or do have we heard anything? I don't, I don't think we've heard. I can we, tell you. It seems to be like the there's a bit of a buzz. They're 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 moving. You know? I don't have a number, but what I'm what I'm hearing around the sphere yeah. is that they're actually moving. But I. I've I heard people who last. said they bought it, but I can tell you last and they're expensive December, now. Yeah, Very last expensive. December when they put the on sale on ahead of Christmas, everyone I knew, yeah, everyone yeah. I knew was, was posting, hot. got my two sitting in this section, got ringside. 
I am not hearing that. I've heard maybe eight people, and I would say last year at this time, 25 or 40 people. And it's almost like the fans are like, no, I'm not buying that ticket. I'm going to wait till it gets like three for one or whatever. And that's what happened that they did last time in Winnipeg when they had sold over 5,000 by Christmas Day and they went on sale December 16th last year. Mm -hmm. And then they got to 20, they did, they did got to 7,600. They stalled in the last month. Mm -hmm. So now, and in the last week, they, everyone found out that there had been ticket deals. So now I think people have to wait. And Winnipeg is a town where people will wait until they can get the right deal. I think Whiplash is coming back from Green Bay. I was going to ask you yeah. about that. He's, he's listed. He's the, he realized he's the, he sent me what his podcast, uh, his favorite podcasts are. We're number one. Yeah. It's Brad Sarna. We were number one too. Spotify sends you a list yeah. at the end of the year. Of what podcast you listen to the most? Brad Sarna and Whiplash. We finished number one. Uh, Nick Beret. Oh yeah. He was an avid listener. Jim Cornette was number one. We were number three, but we were, we were the most independent. We were the most indie of the guys. And I was like, this is great. Thank you for the guys who shared that with us. Um, All Elite is, let me tell you something. People think I want All Elite to fail and I want Tony Khan to fall flat in his ass. No, I want business hot. Mm-hmm. All Elite needs to pivot and needs to get some momentum somewhere. And if that can start in Winnipeg, great. I think it's going to be a tough road for them in 2024. How about, did you guys hear anything about the MLW settlement with WWE? Because there was no. a settlement. It's go, It's gone through? Yeah. Um, I guess they probably just opened up the Brinks truck. Out of said, court. Here you go. Your confidentiality claim. I don't think it was a Brinks truck, but... Now, they got some money. The interesting thing, Court Bauer is a very smart man. Yeah. How he reinvests that into, into his company for expansion could be a big story for 2024. Ohio Valley Wrestling also announced that they've got a new investment partner and a new, a new strategy. That's going to be interesting. NWA on CW's app, maybe that's going to be interesting. I can I tell you this. TNA, no. TNA mm-hmm. is going to have a good 2024. Trent Seven, Kushida. Yeah, signed with TNA Wrestling. I wonder if I wonder, and I I thought this in 2023, and I was wrong. I think I think there's a chance TNA Wrestling comes to Winnipeg in some form or another oh. in 2024. I don't you know have something in your eye there. Are you, are you winking at? No, me? I'm not winking. Oh, but I so would love. I would love. It's not going to be me. <laughs> I would love to see TNA. I would. I think the fans, a thousand of them, maybe fifteen hundred of them. TNA. TNA. Like total nonstop. Action. Action. Yes. Action. Total non. Yeah, that's the only A that it would be. A. (laughs) Now, here's what I'll tell you. All Elite Wrestling, when they come to Winnipeg in April, they should call it a PCW reunion show. Kenny Omega, Donnie DiCaprio. I love how DiCaprio only takes bookings on TV. Mentalo and Adam Knight will probably be on the show. Maybe I'll be on the show. Are you going to try? I don't know. I could just, I talked to Omega quite a bit before I'm not the last gonna, show. I I'm could not, just maybe send him a message. I'm not going to be in town, unfortunately. I'm yep. miss I will be on a, I could be coming back from a cruise because I'm going to be, and not the Chi-Chi kind, <laughs> but I might be still on a cruise in the Bahamas. So it depends when I get back. Oh, that's no good. You won't be ring ready. If you're in the Bahamas eating. I'll have a nice tan. Eating lots of ham. Oh, yeah, hey, I always say tanned fat looks better than white fat. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Do we feel like answering some questions in the mailbag or are we going to skip that because we've gone long? Uh, let's see what we got in the mailbag. All right. Welcome. You've got mail. 
Two questions in the mailbag this week, and I did say questions very weirdly there, but we're going to continue You say on. everything weird, though. It, it's true, I do. You're a weird dude. I, I am a strange fella. Mm. Uh, one coming in from Superfan Dan. Welcome back, Superfan Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Email I know a Charles now. <laughs> you know a Charles? Yeah, hello, Charles. And we've been saying that. Anyways, let's go with Superfan Dan's question. He asks, what big name would you like to be brought to a local show? Hmm. Love your show. Keep it, keep doing what you're doing. Okay, so let's start with you. Why do you have to start with me? I don't ever go first. Okay, let's start with let's start with you. With me, you're the you're yeah. the armchair oh, booker sure. around here. Um, <laughs> you're the your guy that turn. wants the book so badly. I'm gonna get probably dragged by the smart marks for this, but I like Matt Cardona. I like what he's doing on the indie scene. I like the whole gimmick. I like all of it. And I think he's got a big death match coming up with EC3. I'm not in favor of his death match junk, but I'm just not in favor of death match yep. junk to begin with. But everything else, I like what he's doing, and he's proving that you can make a very good living on the indies. So he's I making would say more money on the indies now than he was in the national company. Easily more. Yep. So and he's got a hot wife. Very hot wife. Good for him. Yeah. So that was a obvious choice. Yeah. The hell of Matt Cardona. He's got everything. He's got it. I don't want him. He's anymore. got a great figure collection yeah. too. He does. You know, you looking right. at me? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay, I'll, so I'll, I, I was just gonna plug first first row collectibles, but uh, oh, good, good, yeah. But you know, okay, yeah. no, no problem. Carry on. I'm <laughs> gonna go a little bit more obscure. I would say that if you could get your hands on El Fantasmo from mm. New Japan, that would be a very good get. He's from Vancouver. Uh, I don't think there's anyone better you could get who's also Canadian. I think that he would attract a special audience. I and then the second one is the guy I put over last week. From TNA, if you could get Speedball Mike Bailey, I don't know why you haven't, because he's going to give you an amazing match. How would you lazy car and Speedball Mike Bailey? Spees, bees, me's, bees. Whoa. Bring him in. <laughs> okay, there we go. And I'll go, uh, I'm going to go with knees. Knees? Also known as nails. Oh, nails. I, you know what? I know who will bring that guy in if he is to be brought in. Boss man! Broughten is not a word, by the way. That's not a word either. It, but if he is to be brought, it in. will be from our friends yep. at Canadian Wrestling's Elite because that's their speed. I don't, see, primos? I, I don't see nails at a WPW show. Uh, oh, I don't know. Devin and Ben like a good laugh. <laughs> um, maybe Primos, maybe Nails could face Marty Squirrel for battle of who owns primos and we call it primos or we call it nails wrestling yep nails and nails it <laughs> nails wrestling ncw nails so, championship wrestling there you go. in the same vein as warlord and tony atlas being brought in i see nails on a cwe show maybe even at rookies let's hope all right moving on to our next question and this one sort of dovetails very well together this one coming in from jean which is uh, the french spelling could be jean could be jean i don't know i don't see any accent you jean marius could perhaps? be jean marius or it could be Gene. Gene. Who's Gene? Do we know Gene? Well, the late Bruiser Bastien was named Gene Abraham. I once mistook Leilani. As a shoot? Yes. I once mistook Leilani <laughs> Kai in a picture for that's Bruiser Bastien. I remember that. I was like, somebody said that's Leilani Kai. And I said, no, it's not. That's the late Bruiser Bastien. And it was Leilani Kai. Well, in 1994, it's easy to... I feel like this is a story we're going to have to uh, I think it's circle it's back because as well. Scott Hall had a Winnipeg Jets um, yes. starter yeah. jacket yes. on. So no, I it was Tatanka, wasn't it? Nope, Scott Hall. Scott Hall, okay. And I assumed if he had a Winnipeg Jets jacket on yeah. that they were in Winnipeg. Yeah. And I assumed, okay... G G Bruiser Bastion was probably at the local gym they were at and decided to get a picture with them because Yokozuna 
I think, was in the picture, and Tatanka. That would have been 94, because Leilani Kai was and, working with Alundra Blaze at that time. And it was apparently a picture outside of Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania that year. And I, so somebody said, Leilani Kai was like, this is me with them. And I was like, no, that is Bruiser Basti. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky Bruiser didn't see that. Apparently, there was, some, there was one or two of his friends that are still involved with local wrestling that thought I was being an asshole. But I wasn't. <laughs> you? I, I truly thought that was Bruiser Bastine. Jean asks, who did you believe in as a kid, as a baby face or a heel? Okay. Interesting. Sorry to hijack you reading that question there, pal. It's okay. That's okay. Uh, I can go first. Yeah, you go first. I Plus, you don't want to go first. Ah, uh, this one I will. <laughs> so as a baby face, I believed in the types of Brett the Hitman Hart, mm -hmm. Rick, Rick Martel prior to being the model when he was the part of Strike Force or AWA, AWA World Champion. Yeah. Um, so those would be the two. I believed in the Road Warriors big time. Not so much Demolition. I was a Road Warrior guy. and But heels I believed in. I believed in Jake the Snake Roberts, especially when only when you put the Cobra with him. And I believed <clears throat> in, believe it or not, Macho King Randy Savage. Mm. I thought he was... A king? You know, I thought that he was the best. Yeah. The best of the best and should have been the champion. When he was the Macho King? Yeah. Yeah. And I believed in Warrior and Ultimate Warrior and Sting too. Do you remember when he changed his tights to long trunks? Yes. When was that? Round just after Survivor Series, where he teamed with Zeus, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't team with Zeus. Or at no, not Series. at SummerSlam when he teamed with Zeus. Ninety-two. Yep. Right after that, I think nope. it was. Eighty-nine. He 89. did No Holds Barred, the match, the movie in eighty-nine. He's wearing his pink trunks. The second he went to nineteen ninety, he wore those long. Trunks that he debuted at the nineteen ninety Royal Rumble. So I pretty much nailed it. Useless information fact for But the I day. pretty much nailed it. Pretty much. Yeah. There you go. All Is right. Um, I believed in The Undertaker. Freaked me out as a kid. It scared the crap out of me. I believed in Nails, funny enough, since we just talked about him. He was freaky. As far as like the faces go, I believe, I, well, I mean, he wasn't always a face, but I believed Roddy Piper. When Roddy Piper cut a promo, I believed that he was going to get whoever he was going to get. So Roddy Piper would be up there. And of course, Bret Hart. And I was a Hulkamaniac as well. So mm -hmm. I got to throw it out to the to the red and yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I will tell you when I was uh, a young, impressionable man, I believed, I liked, one of my favorites was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I thought he had the coolest trunks because he always had like the rips on the side of the trunks and stuff. I thought that was like the coolest pants. I always wanted a pair of pants like that when I was a kid. I liked them, yeah. Get but one now. I guess I could. You should do that, I yes. And I'd wear it in everyday life. At the gym? Yes. Yeah. Squats? Jeans with like sheer. Um, but I will say the one, I'll tell you somebody who scared the cheese out of me when I was a kid. And this is off the board. The guy that scared me, I was actually scared of, was Killer Kowalski. Well, he's, yeah, because he kind of looked like Frankenstein. He had that weird-looking face. Yeah. I was scared of Killer yeah. Kowalski. Like, I was actually scared of that Killer guy. Keys. Yeah. And so. he, or Killer Kowalski. He, he looked keys. like he could kill you, too, like, as his name would suggest. Well, he'd have these, like, he could contort his face and stuff yeah. like that in and in, on wrestling magazines. And, you know, you didn't see too much of him on TV here, but he scared the hell out of me. Yeah. There you go. You know what I want to know? Oh, sorry, I've got, I got one more I want to throw in. Jerry Lawler. In Memphis, and only because I never got to see any Memphis. I had no idea what it was, but my friend's grandpa had a bunch of old wrestling magazines, and it was Jerry Lawler on the front, split open on it, and I was like, who's that? And he told me all about Jerry Lawler, and I, after that, I was like, 
I tried to find Jerry Lawler stuff. So there you go. There we go. You know what I want to hear? What's that? I want to hear the event center. This is your Bishi's Wrestling Event Center. And that was your Bishi's Wrestling Event Center. That is a very loaded event center. Oh. I counted about zero shows on that one. Guys, this will, just so you know, but we some are... some cool music, some cool yes, music. very good choice. Uh, that was a great show. We are going to be podcasting on Christmas morning. So as you open the gifts, put us on. We'd like to be a part of your family gathering. Question, did we have a winner for the Palomino Club gift Thank cards? you for springing that on me late, yes. Pal. <laughs> yes, we probably did have a winner, but I don't know... And so we're going to carry that one over to next week. But are you going to, are you guys going to go down to the Palomino club over the holidays? The peas. I'm going with Adam West. World famous. What night are you going yep. after the Boston Bruin game on December 23rd? What day is 22nd, that? 22nd. It's Friday. Maybe Adam West is hosting on Friday night. I think I was supposed to go to that game with good time Gord. Are there any bees sheezers going to use up some of their $50 gift certificates? I could give you names. You could contact them directly. Uh, I, I wouldn't be above accepting a Michelob Ultra. I was going to say, you're going to start working them for drinks? So. Maybe. All right. All right. Scotty um, Townsend takes very good care of us. It is almost time for me to get the heck out of here. It is... Survey time. It is... Survey sur says... Survey says... Hey, yo. This was a great episode. Thank you. We will hear... We will... You will hear from us on Christmas morning. <laughs>